Hey folks, you're listening to To Know the Land, broadcasting from the treaty territories of the Mississauga of the Credit on 93.3 FM at the University of Guelph. Maybe you're listening to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you listen to your podcasts. It's a show about our connections with the land base, how we interact with the land, how we learn about the land, how we defend the land. My name is Byron, and today I'm talking about the winter solstice. You know, the cycles of the year are are very important to me, very important. As you can tell if you've listened to the show before, they're marked by seasonal celebrations. So the spring, spring equinox, it's always like a quickening as you smell the winter dripping away, you know? All the snow melting, the ice breaking up. The summer solstice is for dancing with your friends throughout the shortest nights of the year. The autumn equinox is about celebration, the bounty the summer has brought, and a reminder of a coming winter. But none of these celebrations, none of these times of year carry the weight for me as much as the winter solstice. Uh, the, The winter solstice, that returning of the sun, filling me with hope and relieves that anxiety of a darkness, you know, that settles pretty deep on me. Uh, It used to be a time of depression and despair for me. I used to call it the doom season. It was a time where I only saw like a lot of death and I didn't see much life for a long time. But as I've learned more about the land base and as I've learned more about other forms of life going on around me at all times, even throughout the winter, the winter solstice has become a sort of a quiet promise that that dark season, that doom season too will pass. Many cultures throughout history, throughout the world, have and do mark the winter solstice with stories and fire, communal celebrations which bring everybody together, which tie tradition and custom from years back. Sadly, this year, again, there's a lot of sick folks out there and we might not be able to get together like we might like, like we're used to. And many of our traditions, many of our our celebrations are going to have to change dramatically sometimes or be skipped altogether. Luckily, though, uh, a celebration, a tradition that I have on the show of playing solstice the radio play that's a tradition i don't have to skip and one that i'm i'm really grateful for what is solstice solstice is uh here's a description i wrote up it's a it's a guided journey led by a shamanic character walking through our modern world of christmas consumption and traditions revealing how they're overlaid on top of ancient earth-based practices Along the way, we meet a witch, a hunter, a raven, and a wolf who help guide us back to the origins of Yule. This is the third year, fourth year, this is the fourth year now that I get to play this radio play, again by Alison McClay, which was originally broadcast on the BBC Scotland uh, Saturday, December 21st, 1985, at 10.30 p.m. With the voices of Michael Elder, Diana Olson, Paul Young, and producer Patrick Rayner, 
This is a beautiful archival piece of radio which deserves to be heard so many more times. And luckily, I get to rebroadcast this radio play every year. And I have, not every year that I've had this show, but most years that I've had this show. It's, it's such a great thing to be able to practice storytelling and sharing these cultural histories, at least from my, you know, white and cultured, Euro-descended history. This is, some of these stories come before the white enculturation, you know, before we were white, back when we had maybe ethnic ties or land-based ties, not just uh, ties created in a socioeconomic political lens. And I love this, I love this story. I love how Alison McClay put it all together and designed it and wrote it. And it's beautiful through and through. And I listen to it a couple of times every year on the solstice. It's only about 25 minutes long, I believe. And it's it really touches that deep, wild heart of the solstice that I want to get at all the time. But first, I wanted to read a little bit about the solstice. And I know we all know what it is. But I think it's important to take some time to really review it and, and call in that story of the celestial happenings that are happening now. Not just the traditions on the land in our, our way of seeing things, but also, um, I guess, our lens that's more beyond the earth. What is happening beyond the earth and what is happening, uh, or maybe I should say, beyond our world. I think the earth relates more, is a name more to describe the body of the planet and its relation to other bodies, other celestial bodies. We can say the earth, but when we say our world, maybe that's all the things that we create, maybe us in relation to, to other either human-made or, or human-cultured, human-centric point of view. Um, yeah, so I want to describe what's happening to the Earth. And one great entry is uh, from Nature's Year by Drew Monkman, Changing Seasons in Central and Eastern Ontario by Dundurn Press. This is a great book. It's sort of like a phonology journal for Southern Ontario. And while I've been threatening to write one for years, I haven't done so yet, so I keep going back to this. But for the chapter on December, this is the heading, uh, The Mystique of the Winter Solstice. Caught up in the mad rush of the holiday season, most of us are unaware the profound celestial event takes place this month. December is the month of the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, and the first official day of winter. At the solstice, the northern hemisphere is tipped farthest away from the sun. From our perspective, we see the sun tracing its lowest arc through the sky. Even at noon, it remains relatively low in the southern sky. Because the sun rises at its southernmost point on the eastern horizon and sets at the southernmost point in the west, its trajectory through the sky is also much shorter. This, in turn, results in an extremely short day. 
At the solstice, Toronto receives 8 hours, 55 minutes, and 44 seconds of daylight. As you compare that to the summer solstice, where it receives 15 hours, 26 minutes, and 33 seconds of daylight. Between the summer and the winter solstice, that's a difference of 6 hours and 40 minutes and 39 seconds of daylight. 6 hours, 40 minutes, and 39 seconds of daylight less than the summer solstice. The solstice has always been a time of awe and amazement. It is an event that was noticed and celebrated by cultures all over the world, and in the opinion of some, was a precursor to faith. As ancient peoples would watch the sun rise and set farther and farther south each day, and notice the hours of daylight grow shorter, they would almost certainly fear the sun's complete disappearance. But just when the world appeared to be on the brink of utter darkness and oblivion, the sun would suddenly stop its southward march and sunrise and sunset points. Its noontime elevation, too, would cease to descend lower and lower in the sky. It would essentially stand still for several days, before once again proceeding to move northward and to climb higher and higher in the sky. The joy and reverence the ancients would have felt as this unfolded are not hard to understand. The celebration of the solstice existed in many cultures. For people of the northern climates, the winter solstice represents the assurance that days are once again growing longer and that the spring will indeed return. The solstice also reminds us of the close links between the celebrations of the holiday season and the rhythms of the natural world. It's pretty amazing, you know, like, I don't know if people had this fear like we like to assume. I think that, that misunder, it underestimates the, the, the knowledge that people had. And I think over time, we keep finding out that people had quite a lot of understanding and knowledge of the natural world and its, its, its functions, its systems. And people had understanding of those relationships in a good way because they had a lot of time to observe and a lot of a lot less distractions. But I do think that the celebration and maybe even the storytelling that went with it would would, would create a possible sense of uh, playful fear the same way that like kids might run and scream when you're playing tag. They aren't actually afraid of being, you know, tagged or eaten by the monster you're pretending to be, but they're playing with it. And maybe maybe those cultures would play with the sense of fear. Oh no, the sun is going away. What are we going to do? But then recognizing, you know, from their elders that the sun obviously returns. Yeah, it's such a beautiful time. I know for me personally, like I said before, this is, it's the mark that uh, the darkest time is over, you know. And, and that means like also sort of emotionally and mentally. I remember back in the day, my, my depression was so severe in the winter. But then over time, I've become, you know, attuned to maybe the bigger stories that are happening on the land. And through this 
attenuation can understand, you know, like there's, there's magic in this time, there's beauty in this time, there's life and death. And as always, but it, 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 there, there's a revelation that comes as the sun mounts higher and higher every day. And that celebration that it is, it is leaving and then coming back and it is returning. It's returning. And you can see how faith could be born of this, the return of the sun or the birth of the sun. And so I grew up in a Christian family where the birth of the sun meant something different this time of year. But now I, I focus more on, you know, the birth of the sun because that's a lot more tangible to me, a lot more understandable to me, a lot more real to me. Well, I'd like to get on with this and play Alison McClay's Solstice radio play. If you follow the show notes at the bottom, there'll be a link to Alison McClay's obituary if you're curious to learn more about her and her work. I'm so grateful. I wish I, wish I could have interviewed her. Um, she wrote a lot of stuff, but... For me, this is this is that main entry point. This is that this is that thing that I'd want to talk to her about. Give her a lot of praise and thanks. Because this is a beautiful, beautiful celebration of the season. his reindeer and he lands on the roof and goes down through the chimney and fills your stockings for you. He has a red nose and long white beard, a red nightcap with white pom-poms on it and a red suit with white outlines and a jolly face. If you're naughty you don't get anything but if you're good you get a full stocking. Stretch out your hand. Stretch out your hand. Don't you have a greeting for me, today of all days? Ending and beginning day, the day of death and new birth. Try Merry Solstice or Solstice Greeting. Tell you, your children are wiser than you.
You still don't remember me, do you? Think back. Think back to the very beginnings. Back to a time when the long darkness brought hunger to your fireside. A black stranger to live with you. The dull pain of famine. Think back. Think back to the times of the pounding heart, the ache of the chase, the madness of the kill, the smell of blood hot in the snow, the red and the white. Red and white. When a dulling eye and the ebb of breath meant an easing of hunger. For a while. Do you remember me now? Your children draw pictures of me. An old man in a red suit with a white beard squeezing down the chimney with all they want most in the world. Lord of the reindeer, keeper of the game, as old as mankind. I am the shaman, the magician, the priest. When your heart beats fast in the dead of night, I am there. When you whistle or sing in the face of danger, I call the tune. I am your ancestor and your child. I am your guest tonight. And you will be mine. Here is my invitation to your house. A green tree from the northern forests. See? Some things you still remember. An evergreen tree hung with lights and mirrors, sparkling gold like the glimmer of solstice fire through the forest branches, red and white, blood on the snow. And today, the day of endings and beginnings, of death and rebirth, the birth of the sun, the solstice. Come with me back to the very beginnings. Stretch out your hand to me. Stretch out over a thousand generations. Come and understand once more. of the woods and the forests, the beasts and the seasons. And then one day the Christ people came, turning their backs on what is and demanding what should be, as if they were lords of it all. They took that song and made it theirs, just as they took my solstice festival for their own. The sun the birth of a son, as it always was for as long as mankind has gaped at the sky and questioned the light and the darkness. Birth 
of our son, birth of a boy child. Their festival is a trick of words, a fashion of the last few seconds of the history of man. But while they tried to drive me back into the shadows before their newborn godling, the Christ people still feared me. For the shaman was their ancestor too. The blood on the snow. So, they tried to tame me, contain me, cage me, turn me into a tale for little children. A bringer of gifts, a driver of reindeer, an old man from the north with a white beard and a little magic. But their children were wiser than they. In their turn, they remember the solstice fire. O oh, day spring. Brightness of light everlasting and sun of righteousness. Come and enlighten him that sitteth in darkness and the shadow of death. Lighten the world and cast out the darkness of the spirit. Do you remember now? Are the old memories stirring? Pass as the shaman passes, as a thought in a dream. Pass with me to the edge of the pitchy forests, the edge of the wind-scoured plain, back to the very beginning, when the hungry ice drew back, the bare earth swelled, and the hunter strode over it to the north. Smell the chill on the wind. Black winter is here too. The red and white bridges ahead, Agaric, the shaman's mushroom, the crossing to the spirit world. Eat. Soon you will see the magician's reindeer fly again, skimming the snow. Speckled deer riding the northern winds, pulling a sleigh with an old man in a red coat, bringing gifts. I tell you, your children are wiser than you. The dark forest presses on each side. The ice casts an iron band round your chest, snatching breath. But there, ahead, is fire. Solstice fire. Red cat upon the hearth, striped with gold, spitting and twisting. Could eat the whole house if you let her. Now do you see how you are favoured? Midwinter blesses you with a festival of overeating. But look beyond the fire there, to the shadows. You see the old people, near ghosts, sitting, waiting for the cold to take them. This is the real midwinter, a time of hunger, when the old set themselves to die, to lighten the load on the rest. In the summer fattening time, the reindeer moved in herds on the plain, and we hunters followed, killing for our people, food in our bellies. That was a fine time. 
sun-hot grasslands, and the grouse, so plump and slow, they could hardly rise away from our arrows. But winter's never far away. It soon blew down from the mountaintops, bringing the night spirits to live with us. If you listen, you'll hear the long dead howling in the forest. One-legged seamstress has needles but can't sew. Wears the same green gown each day and a white overcoat in winter. Kindle the fire, heat to heat, light to light. Give back fire to the sun at midwinter. Bring new fire to each home, a burning log from the forest. Fire to ease the birth pangs of the sun. The stones of the earth remember a time when the sun did not return to them from the darkness. Then ravenous ice engulfed the land, bringing nothing but stark, white silence. The very mountains were split and milled to sand. What chance had the hunters and their people? For this reason, they make a gift of flame to the sun in midwinter, so that it will return to them. Red flame and white ash. Red and white solstice fire. Wither, wither, black flowering night. May your dark juices bleed. Burn up like a pool on the summer plain, shrivel like a stain upon sand, dwindle to a basalt pebble, tiny as a slow worm's eye is, vanish to nothing. A red deer comes over the hill. Shoot your arrows as you will. The deer will stand there still. The sun rises as a deer on the hill. Let the shaman draw on a rock with white chalk and red ochre and let the lightness live. The raven, the reindeer, the bear and the leaping salmon. Let all those we have killed bring their gifts. Brother reindeer, I'm in your debt. You give me your brown autumn hide to wrap me, my buckskin shoes, my summer tent and sleeping bag. My skin boat, which slips across the lake. Your sinews are my thread. Your bones are my needles. My family eat your tongue, your bone marrow, your unborn fawns. From the birth of this new sun to its death next winter, give me all these again. Follow the path I know, from fawn birth to rut. Cross the river where an arrow, with my mark on it, can bring you down in the red water. My gift to you in return is never to kill you without need, and then only to take flesh, bone, and hide to leave your spirit free on the plain. Come to the fire. And the shaman's magic will make it so. That is his task, to climb down through the smoke hole of the hut a wooden reindeer painted in red ochre, and so make toys of its wild brothers. And you, black soul of ravens, you who share our killing, you are our kin, 
You eat our meat and watch over our camps. Bran, the trickster. Your feathers hang from our flagsticks, driving the deer into our traps, deceiving them, making them afraid of feathers when arrows lie ahead. But, Brother Raven, do not deceive us like that. You know the sun must be born again tonight. Without its light, you will not find food. Without its light, your feathers will not dry, and your young will die of cold. Brother Bear, welcome. Shadow of death in the forest. Your claws split open the hunter from head to belly. And yet, your flesh dries on a string in the summer heat outside the hut of the fortunate hunter. All this the shaman will promise. As priest, keeper of the game, magician, and midwife to the sun. Don't forget me. We are one, you and I, hunter and hunted. My gifts to you are the leap swifter than thought and the strength to run all day without slackening till the heart is run out of your prey. I wish you the comfort of the pack about you and the wisdom which knows caution but not fear. Come to the fire, night brother, but not too near. Brothers of the natural world, and you others, silent watchers from the shadow world, long dead and unborn. It is the night of longest darkness, the time of greatest danger. The solstice fire burns as a sign to the sun that it must return, or we shall be left in the ice of eternal blackness. None here, O sun, have forgotten our debt to your warmth and light. Someone here has failed the trust. There is a lawbreaker here who has forgotten the custom. Welcome to our store today, our special Christmas offers are... If has no berries, then why not give Mother Nature a helping hand with plastic ones, each on a piece of Whole Christmas dinner served daily from November 20th. A cracker and a novelty hat at each plate. One spray with this will keep the needles on the tree and give the whole house a lovely piney smell. Or a manicure set for your dog, or rubber booties for that walk through the Plastic snow. Plastic reindeer, their noses painted fluorescent red. Look how they glow in the dark. Small Medium. and large. Two for the price of one while stocks last. And a train set. And a bicycle. Noel. Noel. Seasons greetings. Seasons greetings. Merry, 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 merry. upside down like the image in the lake on a still day. You are wrong, Wolf. I have seen it. Who speaks? It is I, Grand the Raven, 
How can you possibly know? Hunter, your feet are on the ground, and your nose is pressed to the blood trail. I fly high above your head, high enough to see what's to come. And I tell you, the world will be turned on its head. Raven, you are a liar, just as always. How could anyone who lives under the sun forget the sources and the old laws? Are you going to tell them how to live off the earth and not in it? How to become its master? I tell you, where they have passed, the grass is scorched away, and the trees die as if withered by a brush fire, except that no shoots follow. They destroy faster than they can grow. The cycles of seed and harvest are no longer something to live by, but something to be altered. The animals are no longer brothers, but slaves. How could they have forgotten? Knowledge has Too much has made them blind. One thing they are sure of, that anything simple is a tale for little children. And so the children are the keepers of the truth. And your children are wiser than you. Perhaps they can tell you why every year you set up an evergreen tree from the forest, like those about you now. Do you think it is simply to please them that you hang shining sun images upon it? Or is it because in the beginnings of time, your forefathers hung dead sacrifices on the living timber as gifts to the reborn sun? And still you utter the words, Yule Log, without remembering the burning branch from the forest which brought the solstice fire to the hearth. If you forget the very roots of belief, if you forget the earth and its laws, you are lost. Time is short. The solstice is almost upon us. Your own world is calling you back. Shaman, will the sun be reborn? This time. This time. But if the trees are killed, and the seas are poisoned. Who knows? When clouds can bring death and not life. Who knows? Shaman, you must help. You are the bringer of gifts. The magician. What will you have? Remember, I cannot guarantee the future. One day, a time may come when you wait for a dawn which fails to happen. And you, too, will grope and shiver in the dark as your ancestors once did. What I can give you is your own heritage which you have forgotten. Feel the load on your back. 
It is the weight of vanished worlds, a gift and a burden from a thousand generations past. You cannot lay it down until the last breath eases it from your shoulders, and it passes to your children. You cannot refuse this gift. Thoughts once formed cannot be unthought. Experience cannot be unlearnt. But I promise you, the shaman will always be by your side to help you carry it. His magic is in your dreams. Inescapable. blood, hiding from the mountains in the mountains, wounded by stars and leaking shadow, eating the medical earth. Oh, little blood, little boneless, little skinless, plowing with a linnet's carcass, reaping the wild wind and threshing the stones. Oh, little blood, drumming in a cow's skull, dancing with gnats' feet with an elephant's nose with a crocodile's tail. Grown so wise, so terrible, sucking death's mouldy tits. Sit on my finger, sing in my ear, oh, little blood. Go now, back to your own world. But never again will you forget me. I am the shaman, the priest, the keeper of the game, whom some choose to call Father Christmas. Whenever you see an old man with a white beard wearing a red suit and riding in a sleigh pulled by reindeer, the chains which bind you to your past will tighten. And you will feel again the pounding heart, the ache of the chase, the smell of blood warm on the snow, red and white, blood on the snow. Come to me, and you shall see the rebirth of the sun, the glorious solstice. I am the shaman. Remember, whom some call Father Christmas.
Again, the preceding radio play was by Alison McClay, and it was originally aired on BBC Scotland on Saturday, December 21st, 1985 at 10.30 p.m. The voices include Michael Elder, Diana Olson, Paul Young, and it was produced by Patrick Rayner. I'm so grateful to Alison for writing this, for the BBC for archiving it, and for all the folks online that have done their work to archive this and promote it. This is, I think, now the fourth year, fifth year, something like that, that I've done this, and I'm really grateful for it. It's nice to have these traditions that, that keep us going through the cycles of the year. Our celebrations don't always align with the celestial occurrences of the seasons, but when they do, it's really exciting. If you want to learn more about the show, you can always go to toknowtheland.com. You can always email me with feedback and critique and ideas at toknowtheland at gmail.com. There's also a new Instagram account uh, at toknowtheland. If you want to support the show, you can always make a donation. That's helpful. Toknowtheland.com forward slash donate. There's a Patreon account and a PayPal account, different ways that you can support the show. Thanks to everyone who does. I know it's a few and far between, but it's still, it's helpful. It's really good. Thank you. And I think that's it. That's all. Have a great solstice. Have a great time, whatever you celebrate, however you celebrate. Stay safe. Take care.